G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It may come as some surprise to you, but there is news that some Jewish communities here in Australia are in fact very concerned about new rates of rising anti-Semitism in Australia. And of course that would be reflected in all sorts of ways, whether it's open violence or whether it's insult or whether it's the way the media may be reporting or the sorts of demonstrations you might see reported in news reports on our evening television news. Well, when you have communities in the nation who may be even fearful of developments, those things are worthy of our talking through those issues. Stan Goodenough is known as the Jerusalem Watchman. He's lived in Israel for the past 27 years. He's been on our shores over these past weeks and on a fifth tour of Australia speaking with leaders of Jewish, of Christian and of political groups. Let's get some insights into how the Jewish community is experiencing these things in Australia. Stan, good enough. A special welcome back to 2020 to you. Good day, Neil. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Stan, it is disturbing with any people group within our Australian community that might be feeling in some way threatened. You've spent some time just in these recent weeks with Jewish leaders and you've posed questions to them about how they feel about their own security here. What sort of impressions have you received? Uh, Neil, I've travelled through three of the cities where you have fairly substantial Jewish communities in Australia. And Australians surely know, I hope uh, listeners know, that this country has been one of the safest havens for Jews in the world and has taken in uh, and made uh, at home and welcome here many, many, many Holocaust survivors down since, obviously, since World War II. Uh, It's a place where, in my exposure to the Jewish community, they felt Uh, They have felt blessed, they have enjoyed the sense of security they've had here, and they have been able to to flourish and really be be a part of the history of Australia from your great General Monash all the way through to your new Deputy Liberal uh, leader, Liberal Party leader, um, Josh Frydenberg. Uh, Jews have contributed to Australian society in so many ways, and they have felt at home here. On this journey, which is the first uh, journey that I've made to your country, and my last one now, for now, um, I was invited to speak not only to Christian groups in churches and, uh, and homes, but also to Jews in their homes and in their synagogues, even having the unprecedented honor of being invited to speak in the Central Shul Chabad in Melbourne um, on a Friday night on a Sabbath service. And as I interacted with Jewish leadership here, members of the Zionist Federation of Australia and the Australian Jewish Association and others, um, I, I, I sensed, well, I didn't sense, I actually was told uh, that there is concern, there is awareness of the growing threat that Jews here feel under from local 
um, ex- uh, um, expressions of anti-Semitism. They have security guards on Jewish schools now, and as I spoke in the synagogue, there were security guards standing outside the synagogue. I spoke in three, and they had security. Um, there's an uns- there's a sense of being unsettled uh, with the temp- with the, with the the climate in Australia towards the Jewish people here, and there's also real concern about the direction that the political trend might take uh, in future elections as the two main parties in your country um, are, when it comes to the state of Israel and the city of Jerusalem, there's quite a clear division between where the Liberal Party stands and where the Labour Party stands. And as the unsettled situation that has evolved here over recent weeks um, has led uh, to, to growing concern about where politically Australia might be going. So yes, there is concern, there is some anxiety, and, and, and even more than that. Stan, let's just focus a little on those political stances when you say that there is one side of Australian politics which has a fair and open appreciation of Israel Uh, The other side, and I'm thinking you're talking about the Labour Party here, uh, that doesn't have such a favourable view of Israel, and that may be towards their uh, ideas of uh, whether there ought to be a Palestinian state and uh, and whether uh, Israel uh, is at the centre of those sorts of discussions about uh, who favours who. Uh, But that's an interesting thing because what you seem to be indicating is that Jewish people in Australia are in fact fearful if the Labour Party wins power because their policies are not so pro-Israel. Is that what you're saying? Um, I'm very cautiously sharing what I've picked up in conversation. I'm, I'm being cautious because, of course, um, you know, there are, member, there are members of the Labour Party and there have been Labour Prime Ministers, uh, Labour Party Prime Ministers, who have been very good friends of Israel. And it's, 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 it would be... Uh, it would be simplifying an issue if I just said uh, that that there was concern about Labour being anti-Israel and Liberal being pro-Israel. It's not as simple as, as and as straightforward as that. But overall, when it comes to this critical question of the creation of a Palestinian state in the heartland of Israel, uh, a state that the Jewish people, by and large, 89 percent, taken a poll taken in early September this year, just now, 89% of Israel's Jewish population is convinced there's no way that they're headed towards peace with the, with the Palestinian Arabs at the moment. And this is after three decades of peacemaking efforts, if you like, uh, towards the, uh, or efforts towards the creation of a Palestinian state. Now, there are individuals, high-profile individuals in the Labour Party here who have strongly uh, suggested and even, uh, even committed themselves, should they come to a position of governance, to recognize Palestine and add their voice, Australia's voice, to the rest of the world's voice on this issue. And then there are strong voices in the Liberal Party, not necessarily every Liberal politician, but there are strong voices, quite a lot of them, veterans as well as new, pol- new senators that I've recently spoken to, who are against the idea of, of supporting unilaterally recognizing a Palestinian state and who really want to see Australia recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So from the Jewish perspective, as I've spoken to them, they do see that a vote for a new government in, in your next election that would bring Labour to power would potentially um, pose more of a threat, if you like, or they, they would be much... 
They're unhappy about the prospect because of things that have been said on the labor side. And they are much, much more, they're very hopeful that despite the, uh, the, 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 the spill and, and the big political um, uh, upset that has happened and that has disillusioned so many Australians with the Liberal Party, they still hope that in the next elections, the Liberals will come back to the helm of government. That's what they've expressed to me. So when you have uh, political parties forming their platform, uh, their policies that they're taking to an election, uh, some policies may well in fact empower those groups that have a hatred towards Israel. And, and of course, this is an historic thing that there are groups that have a hatred, uh, this anti-Semitism towards people who are Jewish. So really, it's very important where our national political parties uh, put their uh, policy platforms, because, uh, I mean, just uh, enlarge for us a little here, Stan, just mm. how fearful... Uh, those Jewish people are in those communities that you've spoken to, what sort of level are we talking here? Uh, because, uh, you know, there might be just, uh, you know, some sort of a political concern about uh, policies made, but uh, but you believe it's a little bit deeper than that? Well, their, their history, yes, I do. And, and this has come from what I've heard from both Jewish leaders and, and ordinary folk in the Jewish community here. Um, they're, they're, the history of their people is, has, has repeatedly shown that Jews have settled in countries, lived quietly and peacefully, and contributed to societies, and then a moment has come in history when they have been turned on by, the, by their host countries and have had to flee. This, is, this has played itself over, out over and over again over the centuries. So um, I wanted to put a question, and I did put the question very directly to Jewish leaders here and, and ordinary people. And I said to them, you know, in light of the history of your nation, are you now beginning to, is, is your anxiety level at such a point that you're actually uh, considering keeping open a way for you, if necessary, to go back to the, your ancient homeland to move to Israel? Is that something that you would think about uh, possibly having to consider doing in the future? And unequivocally, their response was in the affirmative, without hesitation. And that took me a little bit by surprise. I didn't realize that the anxiety level could be quite that high. But I think there's maybe it's not. It's, 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 I certainly don't think it's a paranoia. I think it's a realistic. It's realistic because they know the history of them of, of their nation, and this is something that they that the Jews have experienced so many times in history. Uh, they're familiar with their history. They are aware that political. Policy platforms, in fact, empower those who might be anti-Semitic and against the Jewish people, leaving them open to some levels of persecution, uh, which they're certainly not asking for, because uh, Australia, you know, peace-loving Australia, could that ever happen here? And most Aussie was, Aussies would say, uh, no, that could never happen on our shores. But you're indicating that uh, that there are Jewish families that monitor these things along very carefully and their very real concern is that uh, if there are particular developments, they may have to enact their escape plan and move out of Australia, off our shores, because Australia has that risk of becoming too dangerous a place to be if you're a Jewish person. Now, let's hope that that's not the case. Uh, let's hope that, uh, that ordinary Australians wouldn't allow uh, Jewish people to have that level of fear. Uh, let me ask you, Stan, is there a role that Christian believers who are a part of Christian churches in Australia, 
Is there a role that we have to play in helping to make our Jewish neighbours feel more comfortable? What are your thoughts? Uh, uh, thanks for asking the question, because an idea that did come to me as I, uh, as I went in and out of these synagogues and saw the security guards and spoke to these Jews, you know, Christians, Christians who know that Israel is important to God and who love the Jewish people and who are, who are desperately sorry for the past Christian anti-Semitism that Jews have experienced, you know, many, there are many Christians like that. Here in Australia, I've met thousands of them in my visits here. And I just had the, I was just struck by the thought, if the Jewish community here is feeling threatened enough to, on a Friday night, uh, gather for the Sabbath service uh, and put security guards out front, what a statement of solidarity and support and encouragement it would be if, if Christians went to those Jewish um, congregations and offered to stand guard outside for them or with their security guards. In other words, to stand with them, publicly with them, against a threat that might be out there. I think the actions speak so much louder than words. And, and as, as, as resilient as the Jewish people have been, they do feel often very lonely, and Christians have not really been their best friends in history. And this is a practical way in which ordinary Christians could offer to stand with against the threat that may right now not be such a big threat, but is potentially growing, to stand with them in, in public, outside their schools, outside their synagogues, and say, we will stand with you and, put, and help to keep you safe. As simply as that. Well, Stan, good enough. You raise a very serious and important issue and uh, not leaving us uh, dangling on a very pessimistic note because, as you say, Christians have a role to play and it may be in supporting uh, Jewish brothers and sisters uh, so that they don't feel uh, that sense of fearfulness, although uh, we don't have control necessarily over the policy platforms of our major political parties. But uh, so good getting your insights as usual. Stan, good enough is known as the Jerusalem Watchman and you can check Stan and his blogs at jerusalemwatchman.org Stan thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020 thank you for having me Neil before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.